everyone. Welcome back to Worldview Mirror. In today's episode, Ash and I speak to the brilliant and beautiful Marissa Williams. She's an accomplished engineer and an all-round female badass. She's originally from the island country of Trinidad and Tobago and currently resides in Houston, Texas. Ash and I met Marissa through our previous job in the oil field, and we wanted to record an episode for carnival season. So we thought she would be the perfect person to chat about the Caribbean's biggest party, the Trinidad Carnival. In this episode, we will dive into what you can expect if you want to play carnival, as well as the biggest tips on how to plan a perfect stay when visiting the islands. This episode really resonated with me personally. As a New Orleanian, carnival holds a special place in my heart, and there were so many similarities between the cultural celebration of carnival in Trinidad and Mardi Gras. I'm so proud of the heritage and traditions of Mardi Gras, and you can clearly see Marissa feels the same way about her experience in Trinidad. From the beautiful costumes, to the parties, to the music, and all the dancing, this Caribbean carnival is a unique festival that should not be missed. I hope you enjoy listening and learning about Trini Carnival as much as we enjoyed recording it. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Yeah, so we're like, you're actually our first interview that we're ever going to do, so. I feel special. Yeah, we're well, I'm happy to be here. Any opportunity to talk about where I'm from and the Caribbean and my background, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, support you guys on on this venture. So thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I've always seen your pictures from Carnival and I've I've always showed my friends. I'm like, look how cool this looks. I mean, these extravagant costumes and look so fun. So I'm so excited to learn more about Carnival um, and dive right in. But I think to start, actually, Marcia, can you talk about kind of your background in Trinidad, where you're from, and give us some kind of cultural context? Okay, so Trinidad and Tobago, so it's a twin island off the coast of Venezuela. So it's the southernmost Caribbean island in that region. I grew up there. Um, I spent 28 years of my life in Trinidad, so you can still hear my accent, even though it has evolved with traveling to different areas in the world and working with different people, I, I still have that strong Trini accent, as we call it. So my experience in Trinidad was, I mean, great. I think, you know, it's something that is unique about me living outside uh, of Trinidad now. I'm always happy to talk about my background, my Caribbean heritage, about carnival. A lot of people ask me about that. They always want to go. So it's it's really exciting to to share, you know, my background with people from from different backgrounds. Being from New Orleans, I appreciate Carnival and Mardi Gras, but I know Carnival in Trinidad is its own thing. So when does it officially start? Carnival season actually starts right after Christmas. So after the Christmas season or the holiday season, everyone jumps into what we call fets. These are like huge parties that are, we have different performing artists. Um, the genre of music that they do sing is called Calypso and Soko. It's a very, Soka, it's a very upbeat type of music. People dance, um, just to give it, give you a little bit of background on how we dance. It's called whining. So that's a Trini term for dancing. And it's essentially moving your hips in all different directions. You know, some people call it lewd. I mean, I have my own opinions. Different generation has have their own opinions, but I really enjoy it. 
I think, you know, the way that we dance, is just a symbol of, you know, freeing up and getting away from the day-to-day busy schedules of the corporate world and, and just enjoying life. You know, that's what it represents for me. Can you tell us a little bit about the background of um, Carnival in Trinidad, um, sort of like the origins and, and some of the traditions that come along with it? I mean, it, it's celebrated in different ways around the world. Um, going back to, I guess, the history of it, it originated in European settlers, French settlers. So this was dating back to like the 1700s. So during the time of slavery, so Trinidad, you know, we were a British colony. We had um, masters enslaved during that era. And how it came about was the people or the, the slaves would have their own parties and celebrations mimicking their masters. So in their own quarters, they would create parties, they'd get dressed up in costumes, make their own costumes, have paint or mud parties. And a lot of these parties have names after um, French um, settlers or French names. So you'll hear terms like masqueraders. These are the people who partake in the the large parades. Um, You'll hear juve. This is a a French word meaning early morning parties. what a Dimash, uh, that's Carnival Sunday. So basically a lot of, you know, French influence. And of course, it's evolved over the years and different generations have put their own swing on it. The music has also evolved, taking a lot of influence from, you know, westernized countries. So it keeps evolving. The costumes keep evolving. Um, but it's, it's the biggest show on earth. And I love Trinidad Carnival. I haven't experienced any other carnival to to compare it to but I don't think you know anything can top the experience just being free marching through the road in your vibrant costume nothing really can compare for me talking about the costumes so does each kind of party have a different theme or where did the inspiration for the costumes come from if you were to be a spectator at the parades you'd find that you would have different sections with varying styles of, of costumes. Now, in Trinidad, we have various designers that create their costumes, and the origin of the costumes were basically coming from costumes that were made um, basically to, to show colorful nature of, of the people, the local people. And it's evolved, you know, the women's specifically, we, we wear a lot of vibrant colors and feathered backpacks to go with that. So you walk out on the road looking like a Victoria's Secrets model, actually. <laughs> um, so it's, I think for women, it's, it's really empowering to put on these, these costumes because you get to feel comfortable in your body and you'll find everyone just having a good time in these costumes. The men, I mean, it's, it's a much simpler costume. Um, they just go on the road to, to have fun. It's it's very similar to a pair of board shorts, um, something that you'd wear to the beach. So I would say the costumes are more focused on, you know, the female body and, and, and designs. They are absolutely beautiful. And y'all do look like Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's it's really fun and I think, you know, coming up to the carnival season, you find everyone like hitting the gym because over the years the the, the costumes have gotten smaller and smaller. <laughs> and I haven't really, you know, I've played carnival for, you know, six years in a row. Um, this carnival coming up is actually the first one after the COVID season. So Trinidad, we didn't have the celebrations or any of the fets actually for three years. So the whole community is is very hyped. Um, the country itself is very happy in terms of, you know, all the economic um, benefits that Carnival brings, all the tourists that are going to be in Trinidad. So it's going to be a really exciting time. And I expect it to be wholly just wild, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> and a fun experience for not just the locals, but for tourists as well. What has Carnival meant to you, like, growing up? So I think the the experience and the views about Carnival differ generationally. For my grandparents and my parents, it was more so a representation of, you know, historical heritage of Trinidad and Tobago. So they would go to shows like Soka Monarch or go around the Savannah in Trinidad to watch the musicians play the local drum called the steel pan. Um, for me, the experience was just having, you know, fun with my friends, you know, getting away from the busy work life, um, locking off the whole country shuts down for carnival is actually public holidays, the Monday and the Tuesday. And everyone just has fun. They, they lock off work. They focus on having a good time and it's just, a freeing experience so I love that about it where I can just disconnect and it's an escape really that's that's how I feel as well about carnival here you said there's going to be imagine there's going to be a plethora of tourists this year especially if it's the first year back but what advice would you give someone visiting carnival or like what are the local things you would suggest people come see the thing is with carnival you kind of have to be thinking about it a year in advance and decide the summer before you go wow. if you're going to go because the band launches, meaning the costume showcases happen a year before. Ticket to fly to Trinidad, hotel and accommodations, they're limited. So as soon as you have the inkling, I want to go to Trinidad, you have to plan your tra travels three, six months in advance, especially if you want to get tickets for the fets or parties, you want to get a good accommodation and you want to get a reasonably priced flight. Now, I would recommend for anyone visiting Trinidad to travel there about a week in advance. So you get a taste of these fets or parties. And then you can experience the island a bit, um, go to the beaches, taste the food. We have local foods like doubles, roti, and these are street foods. Um, you have pilau, kind of similar to the jambalaya that they serve in, in Louisiana. It's a rice and bean dish. And of course, you have the local rums, Angostura rums. Um, they make a, a plethora of drinks using that. So it's nice to, to, to sample what's offered locally in terms of, of food and drink. Now, the Monday and Tuesday, it's mayhem. You get <laughs> dressed up in your costumes. 
the preparation for that for for the woman especially is extensive from hair to makeup to nails to spray tans women really go all out for carnival so the preparation for that i would recommend you know taking the sunday off if if you if you're someone who who takes time on those things for me when i travel there next sunday i'm going straight from the flight my husband and i are going straight from the flight to a party it's a street party before the Monday and Tuesday. And we're going to get our full experience. But if we had the time, we'd ideally travel there beforehand. Is there a certain um, dish that's very like emblematic uh, of carnival or a certain drink? I won't say that every year is the same. You usually have time slots where the bands and the parade stop where you can break for lunch. And what I've seen in the past year is they usually have the local food. So the pilau, similar to jambalaya, or curried chicken or curried meats. That's another local food that, that's popular. So something that could take you through the rest of the day because it's a lot of dancing, whining, jumping, just having a good time for hours on end. So you you need that sustenance to, to get you through the day. I know you said you could buy tickets to the different FET parties. And then there's, right. I'm assuming, the parties in the streets. But is that something anyone can participate in? Do you need to be part of, we would we call it a crew here, that parade. Okay. How do you like participate? Again, you have to decide the year before. July, August, the year before, whether you're playing or not. So after the costume parties launch, that is a showcasing of what's coming for the next year in terms of costume designs, you decide, okay, I want to sign up to play in, for example, the band that I'm playing in is called Tribe. I would have decided I want to select a costume in that band. Then I put a down payment on that costume. You have to pay off your costumes a month before Carnival actually happens. And that package usually includes your costume, two days of all-inclusive drinks and food. Um, the Tuesday, there's also a last lap, as they call it, which is the final party of the season. And that is a package that you get. The pets, on the other hand, those tickets are sold by promoters separately. So if you want to plan a whole itinerary of events that you want to go to, you need to focus on getting your carnival package separately and then looking at which fest you'd be most interested in, whether it be a water fest or just a cooler fest, right? Where you bring your own drinks or an all-inclusive fest where everything is provided, food and drink. Is there like certain bands that are just like traditionally for, um, like basically can you only participate in those if you're a local or if, if, you know, your family has been in them or something like that? No, all the bands are open to locals and tourists. It's a matter of availability, right? Um, costumes get sold out pretty quickly within a month of the launches. So if it is you really want to go, you have to lock your, your packages down early, right? Now, locals, they don't let a carnival slide. I usually <laughs> see a mix of Caribbean folks on the road. So whether you're from Barbados, Jamaica, Grenada, St. Lucia, you have all, all the people, the Caribbean people coming from the different islands. 
And then, of course, you have your Westerners, Canadians, people from the U.S., um, and the Europeans. So if Carnival is something you want to experience, it's, it's definitely an option. I will say that it is very expensive for tourists to, to play Carnival. Give, to give you context, the tickets to fly there, because it's high season, mm-hmm. um, tourist season for Trinidad and Tobago, it could cost you anywhere between $800 and $2,600 per person, U.S. dollars per person. The costumes wow. for females range at the very least, I would say, 600 to 700 U.S. dollars. And then for males, their costumes can start at 500 U.S. And then you have to think about all the, the parties that you want to go to. So that could, you know, depending on the, the level of service, whether it's an all-inclusive or not, that can range between $80 to, in some cases, you know, $300. Yeah, it definitely so, adds up. <laughs> it does add up. So you have to budget for it. Um, but there are ways to, to make it cheap. There is, or cost-effective, I guess. Um, and if you're someone who really enjoys immersing yourself in cultures, then it, it, it's doable. Definitely. Well, that's why you have to plan a year in advance. You got to start budgeting. To make yeah, it you got to start budgeting. Is there, so I know you mentioned the Monday, Tuesday are just absolute mayhem, but are there other good days to come visit if you wanted to visit earlier in the season? I know you said the season starts right after, um, right after Christmas. But I didn't know if there's other points in the carnival season that would be like you could get a good experience as well. Honestly, you have to be there for the parades. So the Monday and Tuesday, even if you're a spectator, you're not participating as a parader or part of the bands. That is the meat of what carnival is. So even if you can't make it a week before, make it a week after the the, the week um, after Carnival, um, but you have to include that Monday and Tuesday. Now, you can even include a trip to Tobago. It's a $50 flight from Trinidad to Tobago. And it's very, it caters very much to tourists in terms of their wonderful ice blue water beaches, their boat tours to see coral reefs. Um, it's usually where everyone goes after Carnival to wind down or relax. You wind up to dance and you wind down after. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> is there a, like one central place in Trinidad where Carnival celebrated or is it all over the islands or is it just like in one main city? So the routes in which the parades strut through would be in our capital, part of Spain. So you usually have a set route that's blocked off by security, local police, and the bands travel through that route. Now, there is a stage that all of the bands cross, and there's a judging panel that that judges basically the quality of the the parade, the, the, the soca that played the most. So you have winners at the end of it. And those are announced post-carnival. 
And the winners are judged on, like you said, the music. Do you, do you pass anything out like throws while you're, or is it more you're just walk dancing through the streets? No, your, your costume is what you have on. You're dancing through the streets, drinking and just having a good time. What is one of your favorite memories of Carnival? What immediately comes to mind is getting ready with my friends and then going on the streets and just hearing the pounding soca music and just letting that music really take over and enjoying myself. Like those memories, there's nothing that really reminds me of home than when I hear the beat of that music. And, you know, coming up to this this interview, I actually turned on my soca music and I was just dancing through, you know, my house, getting amped up to answer your questions. So that experience, just going on the road in the sun with my costume, dancing with my friends, those memories, you know, that's something I'll treasure forever, really. I could see it on your face, just how excited you are talking about it. I can't wait to see the pictures from this year. I couldn't see your costume. I want to go. I, I, love I love that you call it playing carnival. Like that's, yeah. that's I love that. They also call it playing mass. You'll hear that term playing a lot. Playing mass. So we're going out on the road to play some mass, right? And you call like a Tuesday pretty mass. Because you get all decked out in your your costumes, full costume. Monday is more of a relaxed day where you just have fun and a low-key outfit. Still pretty, but not as extravagant as a Tuesday costume. So it, it's really, really fun. And is it something like all ages? You have people even over 60 years old partaking. You have families partaking of course, you have to be over the drinking age, which is 18 years old in Trinidad. And you have a week before the actual carnival parade, you have kiddies carnival. So you have something for where parents take their kids to parade in, in costumes as well. It's adorable. I had no idea. Yes. Yes, it's. I mean, it's definitely for all ages, families. You have historically bands that were created by families, specifically the Hearts Carnival Band that was known as a family band. So it's very close to home for a lot of people. And if you talk to Trinidadians or Tobagonians from different families, their experiences, of course, would be different. But it's it's something you know dear to everyone in Trinidad we treasure that a lot of people always come asking questions about the carnival so it's something that we're really proud of as Trini. Nicki Minaj might be there no way (laughs) yeah she's born she's a born she was born in Trinidad so yes Nicki Minaj is a Trinidadian by background nice I know uh Queen Rihanna is, I mean, she's from Barbados now. So I'm sure yes. she's played at some point. Oh, yeah, she has. Um, one of the years that I played, she was actually on the road. I can't remember which year it was, but they usually come in very low key because of security reasons. But you may see Rihanna or another celebrity or Nicki Minaj on the road. 
Thank you so much for sharing all this with us. I've learned so much. I, I mean, I didn't know anything about Carnival in Trinidad. So it's been extremely eye-opening. Like I said, makes me want to go. That's a book of flight for next year. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. I'm happy to talk about Trinidad and Carnival and all the best with the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Oh, 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 o